Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Every Given Sunday Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon Harewood. How you doing today? Doing good, but it was a disappointing week of fantasy football. Um, not fantasy football, but just football in general with the Steelers. Surprisingly, just getting blown out by the Bengals. Um, yeah, Ben is done. <laughs> the verdict, Ben's done. I don't know, man. It's like one week they, they look competitive, and the next week we look like one of the bottom half teams in the league. I, I don't know how to feel, man. I'm done yeah. rooting for them. It's, uh, it's crunch time for fantasy football, so I hope you're tuned in. Yeah, um, We got a lot of injuries to go over. Um, the first and most notable, the number one pick in every single league, especially out for the season again. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't really know what to tell you. Go get Chubba if you had him. Hopefully you were still holding him. Other than that, CMC, there's no chance he's 1-1 next year now. Uh, this is back-to-back years. He's been out for the season. And, I mean, that's your number one pick. What, where games? would you draft him next year? I mean, you can't downgrade his value out of the first round. It's just, over over Derrick Henry or no? No. Wow. <laughs> I mean, early looking at it should be Jonathan Taylor – I mean, it's so weird. Probably Derrick Henry than McCaffrey. I mean, McCaffrey played one, two, three, four, five full games this year, and he's done. So you have a really small workload. He didn't get over 25 points. So that's just something to think about. Um, would you so, draft – um, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but would you draft Eckler over McCaffrey? Eckler's I mean, number two running back right now. He's like a – he's literally like they're, – they're like the same guy. So, I yeah. mean, unless the Panthers figure out their offense, I would consider it because the Chargers' offense is just going to get more high-powered as Justin Herbert gets older and gets more experience. Exactly. Um, we're just going to stick with these top five picks here. Dalvin Cook, MRI on shoulder. They're going to rest him a few weeks. Uh, they did this a couple years ago, and he got hurt. Um, once again, hopefully you have Alexander Madison. Uh, are you next year – Hesitant about drafting, I mean, Dalvin Cook or McCaffrey just because this is – I mean, I feel like every yeah. year that I can remember Dalvin Cook gets injured. And yeah, it, I, I mean, you definitely think about it. I mean, last year, though, I think Dalvin was probably number two running back. So this is a similar situation. Like, you know the type of talent he does have. It's just like the injuries throughout the season just kill you. Um, I mean, I would still consider – drafting Dalvin Cook. I know this has really been an off year for him. I mean, even when he is healthy, I mean, he's experienced injuries this year, but I mean, even when he is healthy, he's been healthy most of the time. He just hasn't been as good. So I don't know like how far I'm dropping him. Um, I mean, would you, would you drive Najee Harris over Dalvin next year? That's what I was actually going to ask you that. Yeah. I mean, Not unless the Steelers figure out their offensive situation. I mean, Dalvin only has four touchdowns this year and, nine games so yeah it seems like they're they're going more towards the receiving game in in minnesota right now with justin jefferson and Thielen. but yeah i don't know i don't even know where i would draft him next year definitely still in the first round but yeah it's tough um 
Zeke, they're going to give his knee a rest. Um, I don't know what that means. They play on Thursday. Um, it's weird. He was a full participant in practice. So I don't know if that means 50-50 split or instead of giving him, you know, most of the snaps are going to give him 40%. I would just wait and see. Um, Mike McCarthy's not going to be coaching. He's out with COVID. So you're probably not going to hear too much from practice about what they're going to do with him. So you got to be very careful, especially if you're the Tony Pollard owner too, of what you're going to do. Because if you have Tony Pollard, you want to start him if Zeke's out. But if you don't know if Zeke plays, then it's kind of hard to see what you're going to do. I feel like it's also important to mention they are playing New Orleans Saints right now. They're the number one team against running backs. So, I mean, if he's getting a limited workload, I think he's probably touchdown dependent this week. I'm assuming just yeah. going by what they're saying. But, yeah, definitely monitor that. Um, Ebo, one to two weeks. Not, I'm just going to go over that. Not really say anything about it. He'll be okay. And we'll just get to my whole entire team right here. Um, <laughs> Alvin Kamara. Limited on Monday, back to practice. Good sign. Once again, they play Thursday, though, so he's got to get going quick. Are you willing to roll? You think that – let's say that he does go. Obviously, you're going to play him. But what if they yeah. say he's limited, he's going to have a 50-50 workload with Mark Ingram against the Dallas Cowboys on Thursday night? Yeah, that's a tough one because, I mean – I mean, it's something we're also going to mention. I mean, Taysom Hill is also coming in, and in the past, that also affected, like, Kamara's production on the field. And, I mean, Mark Ingram, he he didn't play last week, but he was a full participant. So, like, I think that is also fair to say, like, they could be splitting work. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if he's playing and – I feel like you have to start him. It's tough, though. But yeah. just hoping he gets some receiving work or – I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's another one you just kind of just have to monitor and just see what they're saying similar to Zeke honestly this is the first year that I think has ever the first five picks are all banged up or have it's been terrible hurt. yeah so in our league it went uh, McCaffrey Cook Kamara Henry Zeke and I mean yeah. even Chubb was <laughs> next and Chubb has been hurt too so it's uh, interesting DeAndre Swift my RB2, shoulder. Hard to see him playing this week. <laughs> um, I feel like this guy's always hurt. Like, he's always on the injury report and then he plays. But this is the yeah. first time I've heard that it's hard to see him play this week. Yeah. So, once He looked again, very hurt when he fell. Um, what was it on Thanksgiving? He looked very hurt. But I guess he's okay. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I'd monitor. They play Minnesota, who's 23rd against running backs. So, you obviously want to get him in there. Um Jamal Williams is a guy to go after if he's not going to play. Um, we know how Jamal Williams runs. He runs very hard. Uh, yeah. He's a good option. He, I mean, he had five receptions in the Thanksgiving game, and that's after Swift went down. Darren Waller, his knee, he's week to week. Um, can't really do anything if you have him. Go waiver wire tight end. There's nothing. It's a lot harder to replace i know he hasn't been the darren waller you drafted him to be but you can't necessarily replace him you can just pick someone up and hope they're going to be the guy that scores a touchdown because looking at our waiver wire the tight ends are very skimp and 
you just it's whoever scores is gonna be the one that you want to get so you gotta figure out who you think is gonna score a touchdown this week i want to add to that um i mean we're gonna get to waiver wires but we we didn't plan on talking about them but i mean renfro is still in your waiver wire. i would definitely pick him up especially with waller being out i mean last week he had a basically a career game eight receptions 134 yards uh, he's playing Washington next week. They're number 29 against receivers. I mean, go ahead and get Renfro with this Waller information. You think that the – and it's pretty obvious. The, I'm not going to ask. The overshadow of how good Waller is and how defense is playing for him just makes Renfro yeah. that much more open. I think, I think – yeah, definitely. You're on the short to intermediate routes most of the time. And, I mean, if you've, seen, if you've watched them play, quick little dude – he can uh, <laughs> make you pay if you let him. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all our injuries and news. A lot to get, a lot to look at, especially if these pivotal weeks coming up. Most leagues probably have two more weeks before the playoffs. So hopefully you can figure something out if you've got some of those guys. If you're me, you have four of them and you've been figuring it out. So I think you can too. Um, we'll go ahead and get our player of the weeks. I'll let Brandon start us off. Was on the yeah. bench. Was on the bench in our guys' <laughs> league. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who I mean, I've loved this entire season. Um, this is Elijah Mitchell. He's the running back of the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and this is a guy, I mean, every time he stepped on the field, he's dealt with a lot of injuries. Well, not a lot of injuries. He's missed three games this entire season due to injury. Um, but when he does get on the field, I mean, he's incredible. I mean, right now he's been averaging 4.8 yards per carry. Um, but this past week, I mean, he had a almost probably the season best game and he put up 25 fantasy points, uh, 27 carries, 133 yards, one rushing touchdown. He also added five catches, 35 receiving yards. I mean, it was just an incredible game. Um, and this was a guy who was coming off of an injury. He like broke his finger two weeks ago, didn't play last week. Um, we saw Jeff Wilson get a lot of work last week, um, but he came in, dominated the carries. I mean, 27 carries. That's incredible. Um, very great schedule coming up as well. He plays San, mm, Seattle next week, 31 against running backs. Um, yeah, I mean, just a just a great performance. Um, yeah. Player of the week. Yeah, it's uh, I the San Francisco backfield, man. This week, yeah. Kyle Shanahan's <laughs> probably going to give Jeff Wilson 30 carries. It's just, yeah. I mean, obviously you're starting Elijah Mitchell, but don't be surprised if it happens. Um, yeah. So my player of the week is going to be a guy that I got off waivers a couple weeks ago. Don't know why he was there, but I needed a receiver, and I found him, and that is Jalen Waddell, Miami Dolphins, Tua's favorite target. Uh, 24 points, 137 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, this guy, he's electric. I mean, if you watch him play, you you know what he did in college. Um, he's translating to the NFL. Him and Tua still have that connection. He's wide receiver 14 on the season now. Um, and if you look at the past couple weeks, yeah. the targets have been there uh, the last five weeks, 11, 10, 6, 9, and 10. Um and this week he played last week he played the Panthers, who were number five against receivers, and was able to put up 137. I I don't think he's slowing down. And week 16, he plays New Orleans, who's 28th against wide receivers, and championship week, he plays Tennessee, who's 32nd. So you think it's safe to say this guy could be a potential league winner 
And those yeah, games. I mean, I, I was about to say, I was looking at his schedule, especially in the playoffs. I mean, I'm just greens away there. And then, like you said, just the way he's been playing the last few weeks, especially since Tua came back. And that was a hard matchup last week. He had his best game. So it's it's that it's that time of year where the Ricky wide receivers start to emerge. And I think he's one of those guys you can count on. I'm going to give another name. Uh, we're not – Jarrett's isn't in here, so – I'm giving their name. We can talk about kind of next year too, because we were talking about the top couple picks, and that's going to be Joe Mixon. Thirty oh, yeah. fantasy points, twenty-eight carries, one sixty-five and two. Um, that's oh three God. games. That's three games in a row with two touchdowns. He's been amazing all year. He's a really? I mean, they literally just hand him the ball, and he just puts his pads down and runs. Um, he's running back three, so. Is he a top five pick next year? I mean, I think he deserves it. I mean, I think everybody who's in the top three right now, like we, we mentioned that clearly, I and mean, of course we know Jonathan Taylor, all these late round, first round, early second round running backs. I mean, these, I mean, <laughs> they're stepping up to the plate. And I wouldn't be mad at anybody, especially based off of, you know, what they saw this year with the Bengals offense in general. I mean, they're young. They're just getting started. Joe Burrow should be better next year. Chase should be better. It should be a good offense. And they're committed to mixing. I think he got paid this past offseason, too. So he should go out there and do the same thing. I wouldn't see why not. Something else to say, looking ahead, obviously, this is far away, but next year's draft is a lot less clear cut than what this year's was. Yeah. Um, this year, you saw every single mock draft and every single analyst and everyone tell you it's CMC, it's Dalvin Cook, it's Henry Kamara, it's the other one, then it's Zeke. Um, I don't even know what to do with the receivers in the draft next year. It's like – I think – I mean, we're very premature here, but I think Devontae Adams is still your first wide receiver. Where do you put Cooper Cup uh, amongst, like, Devontae, Tyreek Hill? Is he three in that in that scenario? Or would you drop him over Tyreek? I think Debo would be my wide receiver too right now. Ooh, I like that. With you, he's, <laughs> uh, he's a what? He's a wider running. He's a wide running back. I mean, dude, I don't know. It, yeah, he's everything. I mean, it's he's a he's a freak athlete. He did it in college. He's doing it now. Um, but yeah, that's our players of the week. Um, so time for overperformers. I'll start us off here. My overperformer, he's had a great season, but it's Mr. Leonard for net. <laughs> wow. Of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> uh, had four touchdowns on Sunday. It's career high. He had 17 carries, 100 yards, three touchdowns, seven receptions, and a touchdown. I mean, it's obvious why he's an performer. He had 40 fantasy points. He's not going to score four touchdowns. And especially coming up, playoffs, he's got New Orleans, who's number one against running backs, and then Carolina, who's number two. Yeah. So, our performer, next week he plays Atlanta. He's going to have one or two again. But He'll go crazy next week. Yeah. But <laughs> – that playoff schedule is a little scary. Week 14, he plays the Bills, who's number four. So he's got four, one, and two. Week 14, 15, 16. Uh, yeah. That's another guy. Let's talk about him for a minute. Yeah, I'm about to say. Looking at the looking, next year, he's RB6. Leonard Fernandez, RB6? 
I, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. I don't know, for a fact. Would you take him in the second? I would have to like look at the land. It's hard to like really look at the landscape, like just considering like all of the injuries and everything this this year. But I don't know. Aaron Maybe. Jones or mm. Leonard Fournette with the emergence of AJ Dillon coming on. I know that's that's a good one there. Um, as long as Leonard Fournette finishes the season with this type of like running back percentage share in the backfield, I may consider like Leonard Fournette because although like people look at him as just like a goal line type of like big back, look at his receptions on the year as well. I mean, they're using them all over the field. I mean, as long as Ronald Jones doesn't come in and do anything crazy towards the end of the season. I mean, I would honestly consider Leonard Fournette. I mean, Aaron Jones lost a, a lot of points for me this year also, speaking on, like, those first-round running backs. But, um, I mean, I mean, my question is, I mean, do you feel like he's a – Leonard Fournette's a guy you can try to flip around this time of season, just coming off a 40-game, 40 40-point 40 would, game? I would 100% try and flip him because of that playoff schedule. And he has a great matchup. So this might be the week to flip him because somebody's going to look at his matchup this week and be like, shoot, I'll take Leonard Fournette against the Falcons. So, yeah, if you if you can, I would do I'm it. I'm going to be honest. If you have a guy like him, I would downgrade to a better playoff schedule. Now, I'm not saying get a terrible player. I'm saying downgrade to a guy yeah. that is a little further down in the rankings for Leonard Fournette. So I'm going to give you an example here. James Robinson. It hasn't been pretty the past two weeks. Yeah. Oh, week 15, Houston. Week 16, the Jets. Mm. Two nice matchups. Another guy who's RB12, Daryl Henderson. 15, Seattle. 16, Minnesota. That's 31st and 23rd against the run. Yeah. I would 100% try and flip him for a guy like that just because, like I said, he plays the number one run defense and the number two in your first weeks of the playoffs, and yeah. you don't need a dud. If you had a dud in the playoffs. They are uh, using Ronald Jones a little bit more, too. I think Ronald yeah. Jones even scored this past week. Would you trade Would you trade Leonard Fournette for – hold on, let me find him before I say his name and just – Eli Mitchell. Yes. Eli Mitchell has a beautiful skill. We just went over him and shoot. Workload-wise, I mean, Eli Mitchell's 27, come off a 27-carry game. If you watch yards. if you watch the 49ers play, they dominate the time of possession. Yes. It's they crazy. Hold, they just hold onto the ball. It's Jimmy G, please come to Pittsburgh. Um <laughs> It's uh, that's back to back or that's back to back games where Eli Mitchell had twenty seven. I didn't even notice that, but yeah, like that's that's ridiculous. Great yeah. schedule, also. So, who's your other performer? Yeah, my guy is a sleeper. Something I never saw coming, but it's Don Tra- Don Hilliard <laughs> running back for the Tennessee Titans, and this is coming off of a week where they just where they just got rid of um. Adrian Peterson, they just cut Adrian Peterson. So a lot of people thought a majority of the workload was going to Foreman. But I mean, we were wrong. 
Uh, Hilliard went out there, got 12 carries, ran for 131 yards, um, 10.9 yards per carry. It's ridiculous. The week before, he ran for five yards per carry, so this is no fluke. Um, had one rushing touchdown. And the week before, he had 10 targets in a receiving game. This past week, Kenley had two, caught one, one pass for two yards. I mean, so he's shown that he is a three-down back. He can be used in the run game as well as the receiving game. Um, last two weeks that he's been active, 12, 12 points, and then he had 17.8 this last week. I mean, I don't think we're talking about him in waiver wires either, but this is somebody I would actually target in a waiver wire. Um, especially going into a bye week, he's probably not even going to really be on the list. He's probably towards the bottom. So I think this is a guy you can sneak in the waiver wires who could come out and be uh, 10 points, 11 points per game type of player, especially with all the injuries that Tennessee's having. So, yeah, that's my overperformer of the week. Yeah, I would just be weird because you know who's coming back soon. (laughs) Derek Henry. Is he actually coming back? I actually haven't been keeping up with that. I thought they said that his, he would be back uh, this season. Yeah, now, I saw some of them were saying like it might be over for the for those, but I don't know. Uh, I actually got to look into that. Early January return possible. Okay, so that's fantasy over then. Yeah, probably that's like a month from now. Yeah, never mind. Hilliard might be a guy that's worth getting. Um. So I'm going to mention another name here, DK Metcalf. Okay. Okay. Metcalf gives you single digits three weeks in a row. Um, the Seahawks looked horrible on offense. I don't know what's going on. Uh, they have the they worst line in the league. DK's line the last three weeks, 4.1, 5.1, 1.8. Are, are you benching him? Are you trading him? He's uh, wide receiver yeah. 20 now. I don't think you can trade him, honestly. I mean, you probably could based on name value, but, like. I don't want him. I'll, I'll bench him. Like, I will bench him, and I'll definitely bench him for Waddle. I mean, that's somebody you probably grabbed, like you said, grabbed off waivers last week. I mean, there's guys out there you can play Renfro. I would play Renfro over DK. I mean, it's bad. Yeah. They're, and they're not. Russell Wilson looks Almost scared in the pocket. I, mean, I feel bad. It's so bad. Like literally, every time he hikes the ball, there's three guys in his face, and he's fading away, just chucking the ball in the air. I like still put up 20 fantasy points somehow. But <laughs> literally, bro, he's fighting for his life out there. They need an O line bad. It's terrible. Yeah, they can't run it's, the ball. It's, 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 it's horrible. It hurts him because I mean, what makes DK and Tyler so good is that when you know, Russ is able to buy time in the pocket. They can get downfield for those deep bombs. I mean, he's having to chuck it uh, a second and a half into the, the snap. It's just it's not working. So, yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. I, I would not. Can you play any Seahawks at all? I mean, yeah, just uh, if you need a, a boom – uh, yeah, boom play. I mean, Tyler Lockett wasn't terrible yesterday. Uh, pulling up his numbers now. He had 11 points, had 96 receiving yards. I mean, he's been good the last two weeks. He had 13 and 11. I mean, you can throw Lockett out there. Um, you can still play DK, of course, but it's just like it's either he's going to have uh, maybe an 11-point game or he's going to give you four. It's like he's not having any type of big, big plays, big games, so I don't know what to do with him really. But it could always break out. 
Yeah, I'm going to emphasize something that you said earlier again, because I just checked our waiver wire. Pick up Hunter Renfro. <laughs> he's on oh, our waiver wire, which means... Are you serious? A, oh, my, waiver pri- my waiver priority is higher than yours. You, I mean, I guess you got him, but dang, I did not know that. Who dropped him? Um, but yeah, so let's go ahead and talk some underperformers here. Um, I'm not, I'm not even going to give you who's is who's. We'll just talk about some guys. Let's start with, I'll, I'll admit that we were wrong. Cam Newton had a favorable matchup. Oh, it was yeah. our start oh of the week. God. And he looked like he was seeing ghosts. So it was bad. I'll admit we were <laughs> wrong where we are wrong. It happens. But yeah, that was, I, they benched him. And then PJ Walker came in and threw a pick. So I, what do you McCaffrey's out? Teams are just going to play coverage. And what do you what do you do with DJ Moore? He's another guy that like the offense is just so bad all of a sudden. They have five completions by Cam. Cam threw five completions. I don't know what you yeah, it's a it's a panic alarm with this one. I don't yeah, I mean, who do they play? I mean, they have a bye next week. They come out and play Atlanta. I mean, that's a great matchup. They're one of the worst teams in the league right now. I mean, you have to play the guys, and I mean, you have to play DJ Moore. I don't right think now. they're going to win. I think Atlanta's going to beat them. Yeah, like they were supposed to actually handle Miami this week. That's I, I don't get what happened. But yeah, I, I could definitely see a situation where Atlanta wins. And I don't know where this Carolina defense is going. Where that, like, I thought they were a top five defense. Where is that at? Miami put up like 30 on them. I'm confused. It's, I don't uh, know. Yeah. And then another guy that we were high on going into the week. Our oh, second yeah. start, we were one for three here. Once again, we'll apologize for that. He had a pretty matchup, and he should have eight on Thanksgiving, but he did not, and that was David Montgomery. Um, You know – I don't know what to attribute it to. Maybe they were, I mean, the Lions were in the game. Uh, Montgomery only had nine fantasy points. Once again, like I said, we were wrong, but it was yeah, on paper the matchup was yeah. delicious. He should have had a feast. Um, but nine fantasy points. That's back-to-back weeks with uh, single digits. So... I, mean, I don't know what to say about it. Yeah. I'm not giving up on it. He has 17 carries, so it's like he got where he just ran 2.7 yards per carry. It's got awful. It looked like he was running behind the Seahawks <laughs> offensive line. Um, yeah, I don't get it. he has a great matchup down the down the stretch, so yeah. Great matchup. Another guy, Aaron Jones. Uh, I kind of I anticipated this, honestly, though. Um, when they said he was a game time decision. And it's not like their backup running back is some no-name. So I kind of figured that A.J. Dillon would carry the workload. Um, so that's, he's obviously underperforming because you thought that if he started, you might have rolled him out there because a lot of, you've, you don't have the luxury of having A.J. Dillon on your team too. You probably were like, oh, Aaron Jones is starting. I got to start him. He was my second-rounder exactly. first-round pick. <laughs> so Are you scared? Him. If you're an owner, like I'm looking at his last three games, and he had five, he had ten, 
He didn't play. And then, of course, he had 2.3. Now we're going to a bye. Basically, he hasn't mattered the last five weeks. Um, comes out, he plays Chicago, Baltimore, and Cleveland. Those are pretty tough matchups. Are you worried at all? Like, Yeah, I don't know who to play. It's like, I'm about to say, would you rather have Dylan and Aaron Jones at this point? Dylan might get the goal line work. Like, and more work in general, too. <laughs> at, at the end of the game, they just give the ball to Dylan, and he just runs for three yards and falls forward. Yeah. Uh, that's a one of those backfields that is going to be very unpleasant next year come draft time. Who did? And I'm not going to downplay Aaron Jones because we know what he can do. But AJ Dillon's been a beast the last exactly. Week. He's had the opportunity and he's producing he 20 carries last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's I don't. He's a guy that we talked about preseason to make sure you get in your draft. So running back listen. 21. Yeah. <laughs> An RB2. Uh, so, waivers, we're going to do this briefly. I'm just going to name some names. If they're out there, go get them. Chuba, Alexander Madison, Pollard, Jamal Williams, Hunter Renfro. Yeah. End of the list. Um, that's pretty much the waivers that you should get. But if you don't need to get one of those guys, I'm about to talk about some guys you should try and get or teams, defenses you should get. So, we're going to do a Playoff push preparation here. It's going to give you some teams with favorable playoff schedules. Try and prepare you for your playoffs. Um, you know, these are guys that we're going to talk about. You could trade for, you should trade away, have hard playoff schedules, or even defenses you can pick up on waivers. So we'll start with defenses. And we're going to start with actually, I'm going to start with an interesting one the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Their playoff schedule is very favorable. I think it's like the second best for defenses. They play the Texans and the Jets the first two weeks. Uh, are you willing to play them? Are you like, are you even considering it? If you have like a defense that's going to have really hard matchups or if you've been streaming defenses all year. Yeah, I mean, I would consider it because, I mean, a lot of times it's difficult to, like, how to weigh, like, a great defense compared to, like, a great matchup. I mean, but when you think of, like, the game script and the landscape of the game, it could just be an ugly game where it's going to be a lot of – not a lot, but a lot of turnovers, um, which is creates a lot of opportunity for defenses. So I would definitely consider it. And I think playing against the two worst offenses in the league definitely gives you at least a floor. Um so, yeah, I would consider it, but it is tough because literally Jacksonville is like the number 29 defense in the league right now, which is it's tough, but you got to do what you got to do when it comes to the playoffs. All right. This one is my favorite playoff defense. This is who you should go get for the playoffs if you need defense, and this is the San Francisco 49ers. Their playoff schedule, week 15, Atlanta. Week 16, Tennessee, who has looked horrible. In week 17, Houston. Uh, they're, oh, yeah. They're, they should be who you're targeting for your playoffs. I'm going to be targeting them. I I have Arizona, who has Detroit one of those weeks, but they have two hard matchups the other two. So this is a defense. This is my favorite playoff defense going into looking ahead. 
this is, in my opinion, the number one defense you should try and get for your playoffs. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, basically, the three easiest match. The way Tennessee is heading right now is looking like the basically the easiest playoff schedule I've seen yet. And they're actually a decent defense, too. So, yeah, I like that one. This is one that I was going to ask you about before I made the decision to say it's one you should get. The Cowboys. They've got the Giants week 15, Washington week 16. They're number five defense currently. Do you think that's a uh, – would you do them or Jacksonville? I would probably get the Cowboys. I mean, actually, Washington has looked pretty good the last few weeks. But... That was my only concern. Yeah, it is tough. Like Heineke, but it's like even yesterday, I mean, it, what, they put up 19 points. They're playing, they played against Seattle. They're terrible in defense. I mean, so like, I mean, if they can hold them to 19 points at least, and I mean, they have playmakers all over the field with Parsons and, and Diggs. I mean, that always creates an opportunity for, you know, big plays. And then, like you said, they're a top five defense. Um, so I think in that case, I would take a, a great defense against the middle of the pack matchup over a terrible defense against a great matchup in that sense, I guess. So I probably trust the Cowboys more in that sense. And then the last one, the last name that I'm going to give is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Uh, besides the first week, they play Tampa Bay, but then they play Miami and Carolina. Week 17, that could be a playoff winner for you, a yeah. championship winner. Um, like we, I don't know what to think about Miami. They're either really good or really bad. So you don't want to catch them on a good day. But that week 17 matchup is another, you know, you should roster them. Like once you get to the playoffs, you have so many bench spots that it's worth dropping a guy that's not going to play unless he's yeah. a handcuff. He's not, if he's not going to play for your team, drop them and pick up a second defense and wait until week 17 in the championship if you make it and roll out. That defense, yeah. that is the one you have. I mean, that's what I'm gonna do. Like said, Don't even be afraid for three for three defenses if you got to. I'm rolling out. Like said, I'm, rolling out I'm rolling out Arizona, and then it's uh, it's gonna be San Francisco unless someone else gets them. But that's uh, that's the defenses I think you should target. Uh, now we're gonna talk about some guys you should trade, try and trade for. Do you want to start at wide receiver or running back? Because we only have running uh, backs receivers on here. Let's go receivers. Let's go receivers. I thought we talked a lot about running backs. The first name. This is actually an interesting one. Um, yeah. Bonte Smith. So, his playoff schedule right now. He's got the Jets this week, so definitely play him this week. But he's got Washington, New York, and then Washington. 29th against the pass, 17th and 29th. Uh, he's a buy low guy right now, to be honest with you. He had three points this week, eight points week before, coming off of two 20-point games. Uh, and if you watch the game, I attribute that to how bad the Eagles were this week. They were yeah, bad. I don't know what was going on. but And he so he's wide receiver 26. So this is a guy that you could probably get for not that much. Um, would you rather have him or – Find a name here that's similar enough to where it doesn't sound Brandon Cooks for the playoffs. I mean, I think I'd rather have Smith. I mean, Brandon Cooks did have a decent uh week this past week, but 
Um, I mean, he's just shown a lot of spa- splash plays, a lot of upside over the last four weeks. Uh, like you mentioned, this past week was terrible. A week before that, he put up eight. But before that, two tw- back-to-back 20-point games. When Hurts is on, he, he he's looking to throw the ball to Devontae Smith. Um, I don't know. The Texans are, can be wild cards sometimes for me. Um, so I think I'll go with Smith. Yeah. So that's probably a guy that's easier to get. These next couple, not yeah. going to be as easy. First one is Debo. If you can get him, go get him. Would you – I got one. Would you trade Leonard for not for Debo Samuel? Uh, I mean, definitely. We always say you, we always say it depends on your team, but like, yeah, just, yeah, it depends. I mean, if you're depending on Leonard Fournette to be your RB two right now, then I mean, of course, hold on to Leonard Fournette because you need a running back depth. But like, if Leonard Fournette is a guy you questioning flexing every week, like between him and somebody else. I would go with Debo, especially um with his. I guess value dropping just a little bit with his injury and the playoff schedule, like you mentioned, and Leonard Fournette's terrible playoff schedule. So, yeah, I would go with uh, go out and get Debo. When we're talking about Debo here, I think that's one of that's interesting that you should try and do is look at the Debo owner. Uh, if he's relying mm-hmm. on Debo these next couple of weeks to get him into the playoffs, and you're already in, leverage that because Debo is no good to him if he's not in the playoffs. So what you could do is, hey, I've got Leonard for now. He's playing this week. He's got the Falcons. Beautiful matchup. Yeah. I know you need to make a playoff push. Let's do Debo one for one. Leonard for now. It's RB6 <laughs> for wide receiver, four, three, whatever he is now. And, I mean – You'll be surprised. It's not even a bad trade. It's just nah, especially with Fournette's matchup this week. Like I would, I would take that if I if I'm missing my flex. Exactly. <laughs> so, like I said, it's that's something that you should definitely, definitely try and do. Uh, do you value? About, how closely do you value like IU compared to Debo? I don't, dude. I don't. He's been I, pretty good the last three weeks. He dropped IU three week, two weeks ago before he. I guess it worked out because I dropped him for Waddle. So, but yeah, I don't. I don't think it matters. Debo's a running back. Debo's a running back, wide receiver, hybrid. I don't even know what to call him. He's gonna get his touches. They've given him goal line touches. He runs in rounds. Ayuk probably should be a flex at least going forward. I mean, that's back to back double digit weeks. Ayuk or uh, Devontae Smith going forward. Uh, <laughs> it is so hard because, like, they, they both, both could give you a dud. They both could give you, like, two. That's true. I'm going to just say it. Hmm. I want to say Devontae Smith, but I just I just know that the offense is better from a hold the ball, score more points, play better defense point of view in San Francisco. I'd probably go Devontae Smith just because he's probably going to have – I think he's going to have a good fantasy playoffs. Yeah. We talked about Waddle. Uh, if you can go get him, if he's under waiver, find a way to get him. He's – I mean, Carolina was the number four defense. We talked about it, so I'm not really going to hit on it too much. And the last guy that has a pretty favorable schedule at wide receiver is going to be our guy, uh, Deontay Johnson. Uh 
And by favorable, the first week is pretty much where I'm talking here. He plays Tennessee and they're 32nd. Uh, he has a rough one against Cleveland week 17. I'm not buying the Kansas City yet. They were horrible against the pass earlier this year. They're number nine right now, but I still think that you could play him. Um, and I'm saying this is a guy that you should target because he's a volume like machine. Yeah. I mean, he's had double targets every single game except for three. Uh, he's had 13 targets six times this year. He's basically matchup proof. I'm looking at his numbers. I mean, he's, he's had rough matchups all week. This is actually the first stretch where he's actually had decent matchups coming up. So, yeah. And his lowest um, points are 9.2. So, yeah. If someone, Deontay or Waddle, the rest of the season. Or Waddle? Um, I don't know, man, because. I'm tired of watching the Steelers play football. Me too. So it's like, I want to just say Waddle, but it's like, I'm looking at Deontay's numbers right now. I mean, it's just so consistent. And it should get better with the schedule. So, I mean, if I could, if I want, I mean, if I had to choose who I'd rather have on my team right now, it's definitely Deontay, but I would not be surprised at all if Waddle outscored him. But yeah, and something I'm like my guy. And if there's any veteran leadership left in that Steelers locker room, they'll figure it out this week. <laughs> I know that Cameron Hayward is not happy, and I know that Big Ben's yeah. not happy, so they'll figure it out. Um, running backs. This is this is probably the most interesting one right here. The Denver backs, Melvin yeah. and Devante. Um, they have arguably the most, the easiest schedule going forward. Week 14, Detroit, 28th against running backs, 15, Cincinnati, 25th. 16, Vegas, 29th, 17, Chargers, 27th. Are you are you willing to, like, do you you obviously – which one do you want more? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Because it's like Melvin always, like, slightly outcarries him every week. They both make big plays. They trade touchdowns every week. I don't – then you can flip a coin, man. The thing is, they're actually 50-50. It's like – I know it's really hard to say that, but I actually think it's 50-50. Um, but, I mean, I think a lot of the hype always goes to, like, the rookie running back, especially where he was drafted in the draft this past year. Um, so I guess he's a little bit more exciting. But, I, I mean, you're an owner, and I was like, you ask us every week, like, who do you should start? And I honestly never have a real answer for you, so it's like, I think that kind of answers my question as far as like who I want. <laughs> just, just now I made just now I made the game time decision of starting Javante this week over Melvin. Yeah. <laughs> Javante had 19, Melvin had nine. So um it is crazy. Who do you who would you prefer? I'm gonna say Melvin. Um yeah. I think Everyone was hoping for this emergence, you know, the second half where they're going to flip it over to the rookie and after the bye, especially. And, I mean, they did, but they didn't. Um, Javante's big play. I mean, he scored the touchdown, but Javante's big play was a, like, 40-yard reception. Um, and that's what got him the points that he had besides the touchdown. True. So, and the reason I'm saying Melvin is because – Unless this week we see it again and Javante is the guy out there on the first goal line series, then it's different for me. 
but whoever is out there for the first goal line series is the guy that I'm going to say, because that means that's the guy that there's, Hey, go run the ball, like go run the ball in. Like you're, you're the running back. Yeah. We're expecting to get three yards and get fall in the end zone. And that's what it's going to come down to these two towards the end of the season. Um, but you have seen once Melvin scores, it's Javante's turn. So, for example, against Detroit in two weeks, they're both probably going to score. Yeah. And but they're actually looking good too. They they took down the Chargers pretty well, like twenty eight to thirteen. They handled them. The defense. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're just going to stay with my team here because I have this guy too. Uh, another guy is Miles Gaskin. Um. And this is for week 15 only, pretty much. He plays the Jets. Uh, they're 32nd against the run. Would you trade for him just for that week? Or I mean, he plays New Orleans <laughs> after that. Um, I mean, it's hard to do that. It, it depends on what you're really giving away. I mean, maybe if you're flipping somebody um, off of a good week. I can't even think of any names at the moment, but like – I mean, he's been good literally the last, like, six weeks, honestly, since week seven. I mean, he has a one five-point game in there. But besides that, even even against Carolina last week, number two against running backs, I mean, he's he's a volume play. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't start in this week. So I, if you look at his numbers, it's <laughs> so bad. It's scary <laughs> how consistent his – he goes 27, 2, 15, 7, 12, 5. Yards per carry is, is what's scaring that's, me off. Awesome. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> he can't get over his highest yards per carry is 3.9. I mean, okay, he had 4.5, but like that was against the Falcons. So I'm throwing that out the window. Uh, and his best yards per carry came against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but he only had five carries. But if you look at like games where he has 23 carries, it's. 3.9 last week, 3.1, 2.2 against Baltimore, 1.7 against the Texans. Yeah. It doesn't I make would, sense. <laughs> I think that he can help you in week 15 is what the reason that I'm thinking that he's a guy that could help that you yeah. might want to trade for just because of that first week. Um, Definitely. And then yeah. the last guy, I already mentioned him earlier, and that is James Robinson. Volume's still there, and he plays the Texans and the Jets the first two weeks of the playoffs. Uh, so would you rank rank those guys, including Devontae and Melvin, those four four running backs going forward, playoffs? Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> I guess – Tough man. I I'd I'd go I want to say Robinson, but it's like looking at his usage is no different than like what Melvin's getting. And they're in a better offense. That's my my other yeah. So I want to almost put Melvin ahead of like slightly ahead of Robinson. Like the issue with like Robinson, like with the Jags, is like these look so like their offense is so bland and just like no, it's just nothing. It's just like I would hate to be a fan right now, but it's Robinson though. And the issue is that they've never been in 
in a game, like, I mean, it's besides, like, the Bills game or something, but, like, so I don't know, man. Maybe this is his chance to really shine. Um, so, maybe I'll put Robinson first. I'll put Robinson first, Melvin, Javante, and then Miles Gaskin. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously other guys. There are just some guys that we thought would be names that you could probably trade for pretty, I guess, easily. I mean, obviously, you're not going to get them for some guy you picked off waivers, but – you could probably get most of those guys except for maybe Melvin pretty easily. It just depends who the owner is. Uh, last thing we're going to do today is talk about guys you should trade away. And I'll just I'll go ahead and start here with a name that you might be might be like, why are they saying trade this guy away? And that's Michael Pittman. I would get rid of him now. I'm just saying it now. Playoff <laughs> schedule, New England, Arizona, Vegas, number four, number 10, number six. New England's defense has looked amazing. Arizona's has looked amazing. Oh, I mean, the only chance really to me is Vegas in there. And that's the um, championship. You got to make it there first. <laughs> the past three weeks, he's had seven, three, and nine. Um, yeah. I think... It was nice while it lasted, but it's, I just, what do you think? Is he, he's a trade away guy for you, right? Like, yeah, I would, my, my hopes if I'm an owner is that he has a good game against Houston this week and puts up 15 and then trade him going into the bye. I mean, yeah. Try to trade high after this Houston week. Cause I don't really want to blame him. It's like as a guy, like you just have for depth right now, just based on how he's been playing. Like you probably haven't started him the last three weeks, so it's probably going to be decent this week against Houston. They should blow him out, and yeah, flip that. <laughs> yeah, uh, the next guy. This is a guy that I would actually trade now after this eighteen point performance on Thanksgiving. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Um, you probably drafted him to play him, like normally. Yeah. I mean, but. 15, he plays the Browns, who's number 10. 16, the Broncos, who's number 9. Championship week, Indianapolis, who's number 5. So, again, the schedule is not there for him. I haven't – I've never liked his role in the offense. I don't know why. It's just not flashy. It It's not fantasy productive. I know they win games, but, like, I can't get behind his – <laughs> what they do with him it's like they disrespect him if you watch yeah, him in college he, he was, was a, a goal line guy yeah <laughs> he's literally, yeah he's literally a goal line running back they bring him in i mean he had 22 carries this week that was his he best was, game it was yeah. his season high yeah uh but it, i like I, I don't want it i would get rid of it especially after this week he's rb 22 <laughs> yeah. that so looking at that would you be willing to trade Josh Jacobs for Javante Williams? Oh, yeah, definitely. I would See, definitely yeah, do like, Would you do it for Gaskin? I would. Yeah. I would do it this week, though, because Gaskin is a, the, an easy matchup this week. Yeah. So yeah, you would get your full value. Uh, and like I said, that's another guy that, that you can see how we feel about him uh, just based on – who we just said you could trade him for. The last guy, this one hurts me because I have him. And this is going to be Terry McLaurin. 
So week 15, Philadelphia is number three. Week 17, Philadelphia. Week 16, he plays Dallas, who's 26th. But don't let that fool you. Yeah. Because Trayvon Diggs is there, and he will be on Terry McLaurin. And I know he did good against the Panthers, but after watching this week, did he? Re- does that really like say anything? But right I say now? I don't understand how the Panthers are continuously ranked that high. They've looked terrible the last like four weeks. So Terry McLaurin against top ten defenses against wide receiver this year, eight, four, um, and then that eighteen. But like, yeah, he's a hard matchup again this week versus Vegas. Um, yeah, Heine, it's, it's Heineken. It's just their way they run their offense. It's, it's like, not pretty. They win games. They're winning the games. But yeah. <laughs> Heineken had like 11 fantasy points last week, and that's like a good game for him. So it's like he's going to throw for like a 130 yards or something, and you're just hoping. They're going to get up, <laughs> and they're going to run the ball. Antonio Gibson had 29 carries last night. Yeah, yeah. They, they Gibson's finally coming around. I like that. That's a good take. But, yeah, that tear is – it hurts. But that's even more names, any more people you want to talk about? Um, nah, I think we we gave out a lot of gems this this, this episode, so I think we're good. I think we I think we bless everybody. Um, in preparation for the playoffs, but uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this past episode. I mean, it's a major week for us at EGS. We finally reached a hundred followers um, on Instagram. So we sincerely appreciate all of our fans, everybody who listens in, um, you know, everybody who shares the same kind of love for football that we do. Um, and so I guess to kind of repay you guys for all of your support, we will be doing a t-shirt giveaway um and we will be dropping details on that on our social media platforms um just you know just a way for us to give back to our fans for you know showing us so much support um but yeah definitely be on the lookout for that post um hope everybody had a great thanksgiving Um, a lot of great football coming up these next few weeks and good luck to everybody in your quest to making the fantasy playoffs um have a good one (laughs) 